So I am so excited to have with me the talented, the gorgeous Yanran Carpenter. She is an inspiration to me because um, you know we met online and I followed her journey and I was in her podcast as well. So really excited to see her becoming the founder of Custom Garment AZ. So Yanran, welcome to this podcast. So great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. So, you know, as we do with the Immigrant CEO show, um, we start off with um, where you're from and you have a very interesting backstory. So can you tell us um, what was it like growing up for you? Um, I uh, was born and raised in China, a small town next to Shanghai. Um, basically grow up, just go to school, <laughs> go home. Uh, have fun with friends and nothing really much going on <laughs> basically and then when you hit like junior highs and stuff you start start thinking about bigger pictures and um, I wasn't happy with um, how the school system because they pressure you to get the college exam and there was like big tasks going on. Basically, everybody just stressing now. Yeah. And at that time, I was fighting with my mom a lot, and basically ran away. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then my mom's like, "Well, if you wanna um, go somewhere, or um, instead of just go wander around the street, let's send you abroad. Maybe you know um, something better is gonna come along." So we, I joined the, um, what's that called, exchange students. Going, uh, then actually my first stop is in uh, New York. I'm there for like a week, just see how it is, my first time in New York. And then afterwards, um, I set a family, uh, lived with a family in Arizona. And basically I spent a year of my 12th grade um, right here in Arizona. Wow, I love that. So I think it's fascinating that you, that first off, okay, you ran away. And <laughs> mom was like, you know, okay enough to say, hey, let's send you abroad because that's very, I mean, okay, more, I guess, usual now, but the fact that you guys seem so calm about it, you know, you're just running. Oh, it's not calm no, at all. We okay. went to like family therapy. She was crying. There's police involved. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, yes, there's crazy scene going on. <laughs> you have to say more than what she's done before. <laughs> she was, she, I think she's one of those, uh, I don't know, forward thinking mom. But back then, because she was raised in a traditional family, there's nothing much going on. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I come along and like upside down, make the, her life upside down. I think that's what it is. <laughs> so what made you decide to come to the U.S.? Um, we, I had a few options if I want to go to uh, U.K. I've been there like when I was 15 for like months. Um, it's okay. It's, I think it's more expensive in UK and I figure, well, let's try something else. <laughs> and this opportunity, I think it's one of my mom's friends told her about it and I say, okay, let's try it out. 
I love that. So what was it like for you as, uh, I think you came at a pretty unique age. So you said 12th grade, right? Yeah. yeah. What was that like adjusting to life here? Oh, it's completely different. Uh, back then, you know, Chinese school, they learn English. They wasn't like talking English. They're like book test yeah. score English. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then when I come here, I know what, what they're talking about but they don't know what I'm talking about because <laughs> the way I talk, there's so much accent or uh, pronunciation. It's not as good. Um, and then after, I don't know, months, years, <laughs> finally they understand me. Oh, I love I that. Think, so, yeah. I mean, your English is perfect now. So Thank it you. seems like, yeah, and like a no brainer. So um, what made you decide to go into fashion? Like, is it something that you always wanted to do or is it something that you gradually found or how, how did you go on this path? Um, fashion, I think it's because you're passionate about something because you never had it. My mom, well, we're never poor. Like, <laughs> she spent way too much money on me, <laughs> um, education-wise, you know. Yeah. But she was always thinking about buying pretty stuff. She doesn't let me buy clothes. She doesn't let me buy makeup. She thinks it's useless. You know how it is. Yeah. And <laughs> so when I was little, I just cut up my clothes and all the time because I want something new. Mm -hmm. I think that's how it started. <laughs> wow. That's fascinating because I think um, it's very unusual because, well, maybe not so now, but a lot of the, you know, people who come here, they're pressured by their parents to go into a certain field that's practical, that's going to make money. So did you ever have that, um, you know, maybe internal struggle within yourself or um, did you know that, you know, you're just going to make it happen no matter what? Like, what was your thought process going into the field? Mm, back then, I was... I don't know, 17. <laughs> but I always know what I want mm -hmm. at that time. Even though what I'm thinking is, well, this is what I like. This is what I want. If I don't do or if I don't action, take action right now, uh, I feel like I just missed out. And then maybe 10 years later, I said, oh, I could done that. I, I wonder what would it be like if I did that. You know, I don't want any regrets. So I just went for it. I love that. I, I think I wish I was like you, you know, <laughs> seriously, because I, I think I was just too scared, like literally from family pressure, I would just not do things. So I love that you just went for it. So what were your um, maybe like defining moments? Like what were some moments in your life when you realized, oh, you know, I'm on this path and you look back and you're like, oh, that was a moment that um, changed for me. Like what were some of the moments? Um, moments, you mean like I decide I'm going to do this fashion design? Yeah, thing? like, you know, you know, when you were filling out your, like, I don't know, form for your major, <laughs> or like, you know, deciding on the major and just maybe doing your first internship, like, you know, there were, you know, definitely, you know, pivotal, pivotal moments for everyone. So I'd love to know what yours uh, were. Yeah, yeah. So um, at that time, I, I know what I, I like to do. I like to go to fashion. I like to make stuff, basically. But I don't know what. And at that time, my mom's like, well, you should go to management, business management, you know, yeah, <laughs> because they make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, at that time, my mom, my dad, stepdad has some business going on. They have their hotels, whatever. And it's like, oh, 
come study, come back home, you know, they got a job set up, you know, I have friends, all that. So I figured, whoa, that's that's a pretty good deal. You know, when you were 17, you're like, hey, yeah. you know, the rest of my life is set. And it's a pretty good deal, actually. Um, but then I was thinking about uh, doing design stuff. I always like to draw, always like to cut stuff up and sew it up. And I figured, well, it's about the same money anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right? So why don't I just do it? Because if you want to go to fashion, I guess fashion is a very specific area. Yeah. Uh, you can't go to fashion school everywhere. You can only go to, you know, few of either in the West Coast, East Coast. It's not every school have fashion classes. And uh, for business, well, you can go business online if you want to anytime you like. Uh, so I figure, hey, I give a shot. And then my I talked my mom into it, <laughs> obviously. Um, she was like, hmm, no. <laughs> but either way, I already ran away. What can she do, right? And it's funny. And then um, I think at the time that really told me I really want to do this is, I would say, the start of the school year. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of sounds weird, like oh, I already did all the application, I already got into school, but the first moment is actually in the class that professor was teaching us how to you know patterns, how to sew, how to construct. I think that's the moment. Like oh my god, I'm really good at this. <laughs> like the moment you know you you are in the right place when you know it. Yeah, I love that. You know, when you're in, in alignment, you just know you're in flow. And yes. you mentioned your drawings. I have to, you know, mention your Instagram. So if we want to see your process, if we want to see your drawings, how can we follow you? Oh, I think my Instagram is called Yeren Design. I think so. I mean, <laughs> you can also, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll, we'll make some corrections in the show notes if it's okay. Not, like, seriously, you know, Girl, when I, you know, see your Instagram, it's just like, wow, she knows how to draw, you know, you're drawing celebrities and, you know, you know, they're, oh, thank you. so yeah, I just want to ask you, like, who are your inspirations for fashion? Uh, my inspiration is shows, magazines, runways. Oh, because it, it depends. Some people in fashion industry, they, they like to do streetwears. Obviously, you go photo shoots on the street, you see what people wear. Uh, it's totally different from uh, bridal wears and evening wears because that's what I like to do. So I look at the runway shows, I look at bridal shows, I look at the um, bridal magazines and stuff. Uh, it's totally different. Yeah. That's amazing. So can you share with us, like, how did you get into the business that you have right now? Yeah, so when I started out, um, I went to school in California, and uh, after three years, um, I got internship throughout this program, a school internship program, and then I um, got a job in downtown LA um, doing assistant design and textile design, and basically just small stuff mm. and just try it out because there's so many so many um, jobs within the fashion stuff you don't have to sew you don't have to draw you don't even have to know what's what you know there's <laughs> a lot 
jobs going on in fashion industry. Um, so I just uh, try try a few of them and see which one fits me better. And then I hated I hated just sit on the computer and without touching stuff. And most of the job it it is because everybody has manufacturers overseas. I can really touching fabric and sew if you like. Um, so after that, and then at that time, um, my husband and I decide it's really expensive in downtown LA. Well, not live in downtown LA, but in LA in general, yeah, just yeah. really expensive. Mm -hmm. So he has families in Arizona and we figure, okay, maybe give it a try. Let's go over there because it's really cheap. Um, maybe like pay off credit cards or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we just moved, and then over here, I worked at a mall at sales. Uh, nothing crazy, um, but make decent money. Um, after that, uh, I, I was assistant is uh, assistant manager at the store, but it just works too much. I don't want to work 40, 50, 50 yeah. hours a week. Just way too much. So I quit that, and um, I found an alteration job. I basically just work one day a week um, for the whole day, and pays all right. And I basically do the sewing stuff, repair alterations. And I say, well, I kind of like this. It's slow, and I like to touching stuff, and. Um, after that, I say, okay, maybe there's something into it. Because when I grow up, uh, we don't really go to dry cleaners. We don't really do alterations. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. It, it's silly to think I will pay somebody five bucks to sew a button on. But over here, it's like, wow, you pay that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I say, okay, something's going on. And I started calling local dry cleaners, just random call, like, hey, uh, do you guys need somebody to do alterations? Do you, uh, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I find a few local um, dry cleaners as my clients. I basically just pick it up and go home because I have my machines, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, it's kind of it's easy because when you think you don't need to sit in the office for like 40 hours a week, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people, um, I think especially in the entrepreneur world, I think we emphasize unnecessarily how it has to be, you know, really hard, it has to have a struggle. I love the fact that you just, you know, kind of ease into it. And I think it's something that, you know, I'm still personally learning about how to make things easy and just making it, you know, just, you know, one day a week, and then, you know, you're done for the week. So yeah. how did you um, think about going to dry cleaners? Like, did you, did you ever face, you know, because you're cold calling them, essentially, you know, yes, basically. Them. like, did you, like, feel any sort of fear, any sort of, like, hesitation, because you're, yeah, you're, you're pitching them, and you don't know them. And that's very yeah. scary for so many Chinese people. So can you tell yeah. us, like, how you, how you, approach that yeah first uh, I think when I first started I think um, okay alteration dry cleaners um, I don't know I write everything down at the first time 
because I get, uh, 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 <laughs> you know, one yeah. of those moments like what's going on. And sometimes nobody pick it up the phone, so you have to leave voicemail. Mm. And obviously, if you sound like, uh, 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 <laughs> then people obviously <laughs> gonna remember it forever because it's voicemail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I write everything down. I repeat a few times and until I sound pretty confident and I just pick up the phone. Um, at, at that time, I already got like system set up. Hi, I, my name is blah, blah. I do this. Just wondering if you guys need, you know, somebody going on. You know, something you have to repeat like, Oh, my first call was horrible anyway. <laughs> so don't beat yourself up. You know, people understand. They work there. Um, you know, you're just trying to make a buck for yourself. Mm. They understand. I love that. Yeah. And then it, now you, that you have a system and you have, you know, the biggest uh, dry cleaner in Arizona as your client. I uh, think so. Cause they're like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So did you get that uh, opportunity also by just the cold calls? Yeah, actually I did, but you can't just call without doing your research. Before I call them, I go to the Google map. Mm -hmm. I open the map, I'm like typing dry cleaners, mm -hmm. um, and I look at their website if they have one, and look what's their, what they're doing, do they even offer alteration? If they don't, then you're like, hey, I can do this. You just, yeah. you basically don't need anything. You just pick up, um, if you're the owner, you basically don't need to pay anybody. You pick up the stuff, you send it to me, and uh, when I'm done, you get the money first, then you pay me, right? Basically, yeah. you, you have to think about that way. Like, how do you pitch somebody that, because people really don't care what you got. <laughs> people care what they can get. Yeah. So you have to pitch that way. Um, and after that, uh, I just started calling. And when people say, because not really owners going to be there 24-7. Yeah. You call them mostly just somebody work at front desk. You need to ask deeper questions like, oh, I just wondering, you know, if uh, you guys hiring anybody. And obviously she's going to say, I don't know, because I just work there. Yeah. And you ask questions like, oh, who can I talk to if in this, this case? And they sometimes give you the number, sometimes they don't. It's called, okay, just call back later. Sometimes they give you a number, then you're like, oh, who is this? Like, what's his name? What's her name? Like, what she does? Is she the manager? Is she the owner? Just ask a lot of questions. Because people are nice in general because they know that you try to make a living. I try to make a living, right? Um, just ask more questions. Hmm. I love that. So can you tell us like how many, like, you know, estimate, how many dry cleaners did you call? Um, Oof, <laughs> uh, I called probably like dozens, hmm. 50 even. Oh, cause I have a lot of dry cleaners and then I figure, okay, maybe I can call bridal shop. Maybe I can call mm, what uh, uniform shop. Hmm. You know, you have your sink like, what your service can do in which area. Yeah. You can just go one way. You have to like, I call like 50, 60 stores, tons. Yeah. I love that. You're so tenacious about it. And then you just kept going. So um, how did you, I mean, did you, how, what was the percentage of no's? I'm just very curious. Oh, <laughs> there's like a lot no's. There's probably 70% no. 
Wow, 70%. Yeah. So, but you only need 30%, you know, to exactly. have a thriving business. That's and even for what I'm thinking, is even the smallest of dry cleaners, they probably have like 100 bucks a week. Even the smallest. Just add that up, like 100 bucks here, 100 bucks there. Then you can multiply. Yeah, I love that you just went in and just filled the need and then you just kept going and going with the cold calls. So that is very fascinating. So can you tell us, like, what's your favorite part about your business? It's <sighs> that <Yeah>, home audit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically that's because I really don't need to go anywhere, uh, like had an office or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I can spend time with my dogs. I can spend time with my husband. Yeah. If he, if like we can, basically, you need to build a business that are around your life, not you have to go to sacrifice your life to get the money, something yeah. like that. I think. Yeah, I love a philosophy. Like, did you always have that in mind when you were going to school? Like, you know, I have to have a you know freedom based business where I can you know stay home because I know obviously a family situation changed um so did yeah. you always have that in mind or was it kind of a gradual well funny a funny question because my <laughs> when I was in China uh, my mom's pretty much a, a workaholic so she uh she works all the time then I live with my grandparents that's mm -hmm. like how everybody is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh uh then I value my work more than I value my alone time. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So basically, when I first came here, I was like, okay, I'm going to finish the college. I'm going to get a job, 9 to 5. Everything's going to be great. And I'm going to work like three years, five years, be a manager position. I'm going to be like senior designer. And, you know, like, I have all the shit mapped out, <laughs> but my husband came along, and he's, like, completely broke my system, basically. <laughs> he's like, why do you need to work so much? Mm. Why, uh, why do you need so much money? Like, you can eat, you can live, everything is great, and basically, that's how everything changed, mm. and he's one of those country boys, he wants big yard, he wants to trees and stuff i just want to in my <laughs> studio or my apartment i don't want to do any long work um i guess life just happens yeah that's what is it obviously in you know, offices attract and oh I, yeah you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so i do want to know i'm curious because you said you know you basically ran away from your mom from home and then like now you really ran away you know <laughs> <laughs> you go into a foreign country and then you're like, you know, you have your own family. So how, how was, how was that for you? Mm, it, it was funny at that time because I didn't tell my mom that I was dating oh. at all. <laughs> and then I didn't tell her when I got married. Mm, okay. And, uh, um, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> and she's very surprised but not as angry as my dad. And my dad like ran to my mom's house like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> he just freaked out. Yeah. And, uh, but then after we talked, you know, all that and everything went pretty smooth. 
You're such a rebel. I love it. Like, you literally went against like everything and then everything turns out okay. So yeah, I, I love that part about you. So um, yeah, d- d- you're very young. So <laughs> you came here when you were in 12th grade. When did you get married? I'm saying it's like 21, wow. 22. I don't know. It's during the school year. Okay. And we were going to plan a wedding, but what for? Nobody's family is going to show up. My mom's not going to show up. So we just went to the courthouse mm-hmm. and got a piece of paper. That's all. I think um, I do that to my business sometimes because when you tell everybody everything, yeah, yeah. their negative stuff's going to come up eventually. And you're uh, doubting yourself. And I- I'm sure, like, you didn't tell all your friends and family what you're doing before you get started, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like um, sometimes you know what you're doing and you don't really need other people to tell you that you're on the right track. You just know. That's awesome advice. I love that because I think so much, you know, conflict you know can be like you said avoid yeah you know you just basically ask what what do they say like don't ask for permission ask for forgiveness and then then, yeah yeah and then like at the end everything turns out okay so you don't have to ask for forgiveness anyways so you know i think um you know, your advice could really benefit a lot of people who maybe, you know, they're on the traditional path, you know, they're on track to like maybe management position because they think that's what's going to make their family happy, but they don't, you know, they maybe want to try something like they really want to do, you know, like fashion design. Um, you know, so many, I think it's like a dream job for girls, right? You know what you're doing mm-hmm. now, and then you're able to, you know, start your own business and then literally have I want to say no competition because I can't imagine anyone else just, you know, cold calling dry cleaners and establishing (laughs) a business for themselves, you know? Um, So what advice do you have for people who are like maybe not as attuned to their, I want to say inner intuition, you know, inner knowing Um, what advice would you give to people who are like, you know, kind of struggling, you know, should I do what I want or should I do what my parents want? What would you say to them? Uh, I would say, Definitely don't do what your parents want. Because, you know, um, once I talk, uh, I, I once talked to uh, a friend of mine. She's like a bit older than us. She's like got the daughters like older than us. So oh. <laughs> once she was telling me that she spent twenty years um, of her life, the the how to say the best of her life, yeah. uh, doing what her dad wants her to do and then the dad passed away she's like left with basically a big hole in the life like what now you know it's one of those things definitely do what you feel like but the same time when you have a family when you have I don't know kids and family obviously put them (laughs) inside the you know uh, when you think about how you want to do your thing definitely take the to consideration because they're different from parents they're they're with you um and uh i don't know because for me i'm one of those you probably already figured out i'm the one of those do what i want kind. so yeah. my husband is like oh whatever <laughs> um yeah so and and different uh, everybody's situation is different uh for me i don't need to think about my kids i have two dogs but 
yeah, they don't really, you know, they got to eat, they got <laughs> yeah. stuff. But when you have the kids, I guess everything just very, very different. You have to think about where they go to school and all that. Where the money come from? I think everybody fights about money eventually uh, yeah. because you have to go to work. You have mm -hmm. to make money unless you're like trust fund baby, whichever, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so take the consideration. I think when I started doing this, when I quit my job, that's like, oh my God, I quit my job. Mm -hmm. um, at that time, I was thinking, okay, how much money I have right now? And definitely how much money is the minimum required to get my life in order. Basically, rent, utilities, food. You can eat a little bit less, but definitely, you know, you have all those things you need to pay. Credit cards, cars, gas, whatever. Just put the number down first because you have, have, have to know the number. And then you can work around it. Um, if you're the only breadwinner in the family, um, have to figure out how to supply the minimum amount you to eat basically you can't be homeless yeah. your family that's like not cool um, and then if you know your the partner makes money you can you know negotiate <laughs> maybe they can pay a little bit more until you got foot off the ground yeah. but I would say work around the money definitely yeah. I mean if you're a single oh go ahead I can live in my yeah. car I can yeah. eat ramen noodles every yeah. day it doesn't really matter yeah. So for how carefree you seem to make your decisions, you do have a solid business mind and I absolutely thank <laughs> you for that. So um, you talked a little bit about, you know, deciding to quit the job and start the business. Like um, what, like, did you feel any, I mean, did you uh, make all the money before you made the jump or did you just like, screw it, I'm, I'm just going to. I just quit. Okay. <laughs> I just quit. So how long did it take you to, you know, establish a business uh, to the point that it was supporting you and your family? Yeah, um, honestly, when I, because my husband pushed me for the jump, actually, because um, I'm one of those, oh my God, I can make, uh, I, I'm, I'm, what's, the, what's the name? Uh, sis, I don't have a job, that I don't have the money, and then, um, like, what about tomorrow? One of those things, right? Yeah. I'm one of those people like, oh my God, we're going to go homeless, <laughs> food, something like this. But, but he's like, eh, it's okay. Money's always coming, you know. And then um, I actually, I, when I was quit the job, I got an interview and the interview, uh, when I got the interview, I already got the like the voicemail from this dry cleaner say, hey, like I want to talk to you, meet with you. But I was like, oh, I already got another job. Like I don't need really need this. So I didn't reply back. And then after the interview, because um, my paperwork, uh, you know, like you're immigrants, you need your, what's that paper, green card and mice going to renew system uh, so when it's renew the old one expire you have like the receipt saying okay there's one year extension whatever I didn't bring that piece of paper so they're like oh I'm sorry I can't hire you blah 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 
the company, right? So I went home. I was going to go back there, give them the piece of paper. And then my husband's like, what for? <laughs> and then after a few years, uh, after a few days, actually, I, I just called the dry cleaners back, maybe. Let's see how it goes. I don't know. Life just happens. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, it just seems like everything just works out perfectly. For right. It. Yeah. So. Because he wants me to stay at home more, and he don't really like to, you know, 40 hours, 50 hours a week without, you know, just not, not, not what we want. Yeah. So, yeah, I love the fact that you designed your life based on, you know, the values that both of you guys wanted to have. So that's amazing. And I just wanted to ask because I think it's more and more common now, you know, women are breadwinners in their family. Um, did you have to, was it, you know, a difficult adjustment or was it like, a, you know, easy transition? How is that for you? Well, for me, my mom's the breadwinner of the family. Oh, so you know, so you when I grow up, I, I, I basically when I met my husband, I'm like, "Are you okay with taking care of kids when I go to work?" Wow. And he said, "Okay." So I know it's okay. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it works out. Yeah. You know, really great. So I love that. So, um, you know, my next question is for you. You know, how do you find your uh, mentors or people who um, get you to the next level? Yeah, totally. Um, definitely um, go check it out. If somebody, if somebody you know or you met, school doesn't matter. Friends at friends, friends or parents, friends. You know, some sometimes you can meet incredible people, hear their stories, and just think how that can apply to you. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. So what's the next step for, for you, your business, your life? What are, what's next for you in your plans? So right now, uh, my um, dry cleaning alteration business is pretty steady. So every month has um, a steady income, go paying all my bills, have a little bit of savings. And I'm actually thinking about doing the, my online basically it's been sitting there forever because nobody has the money to do it <laughs> and now I have time I have a little bit of money I maybe really thinking about doing this mm, that's great so um, is there al anything else you want to share with the audience that you didn't get a chance to talk about previously um, I think it just um, you don't have to be shy if you are immigrants, I think it's a strength because when you are living in this country and you have the, I don't know, we're, uh, what they call it, uh, government funded money. <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah. I forgot what's the one of those things called. Um, you have a safe net and you don't really think, okay, I can better for myself, do better. So uh, I think it's a strength that we have as immigrants. Uh, doesn't matter what they say about the politics these days. <laughs> yes, I so agree with that, yeah. Yeah, and obviously get your paperwork straight out because you don't want any troubles. That's, that's the first thing that I would say. That's great. So um, I think by now a lot of people are totally in love with you, in love with your rebellious. Oh, thank energy. you. And um, how can we get connected with you? How can we learn more? Yeah, um, you can. 
think my Instagram is at Yeren Design. Some words gonna be on this page. And then my uh, email address would be Yeren Design at hotmail.com. Somewhere on the page too. Um, so uh, because I'm in Arizona now, I don't know how many um, people who are listening to this podcast are gonna be in Arizona. So I think email would be the best to reach me. And I check emails way too many times today. <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe your inbox will be flooded. I mean, who knows, right? Like, <laughs> I plan on promoting this uh, this show a lot, but, you know, you never know. Like, you know, there are people all over the world watching, mm-hmm. wanting inspiration. And you're an inspiration to me, you know, being able to, like, you know, fight with your mom and, you know, get everything that you want. Anyways, <laughs> and then, you know, building such a successful business, you know, being able to spend time with your family. You're literally living the dream. So, um, yeah, I want to thank you so much for being on this show and hopefully have you for many more episodes to come. Thank you so much.